Okay, with the director of Loop, it's a matter of time. Uh, Alejandro, he's based in Austin, Texas. Uh, really interesting film. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, this is your first film. It's the first film you've ever directed. Yes. Hi, Matthew. Um, this is my very first film ever. Yes, that I have directed, produced, uh, uh, created in general. Yes. So, can I ask what motivated you to uh, to make this film? So I've been working on my uh, feature film. Let me go back a little bit. I've been in theater for like almost 20 years. And because of personal reasons, I needed uh, to go a different route to be able to tell a personal story. Um, it, it's like, uh, I guess it's like a healing process. And I figured that going through film was going to give me the the, the kind of uh, uh, detail that I I needed in order to be able to tell this story. So I started working with this Argentinian writer um, for my feature film. And along the way, when I thought I was basically ready with a with a treatment for the story prior to stepping into writing the actual script, I started showing it and talking to different people. And uh, I started being asked so many questions and theater would always come to the table. And I was like, well, but you have so much experience in theater, but what about film? Because people is going to ask about film. And if you want to direct your feature film, you're gonna have to, you know, to know about film. I was like, oh yes, I need to know about film. So um, that's how the, the project was created because I actually needed to create uh, content to create films, to get involved and, you know, in, in filmmaking. And that's how this particular project was created. So it's almost like a proof of concept that you can direct, that you, you know how to direct film. It is a proof of concept that I I want to say that I I should trust on my guts and, uh, and also on my experience and my sensibility. Because I feel like at the end of the day, everything goes back to, to your senses and uh, your emotions connecting and the, the same, the same, I guess, I would say the same things that connect me with the actors when I am directing theater is exactly what I, what I use uh, to direct film in this case. And uh, it proved me that I was on the right path. Now, the, the, the pre-production and putting together the project was a totally different monster that I was yeah, not sure. expecting. It's a collaborative experience. Okay, so uh, I'm so curious about this because I, uh, in film, your your DP, especially independent film, your cinematographer is you're your key collaborator. And how was your relationship with them? Because that doesn't obviously that's not in theater. How was your uh, relationship with your DP in terms of doing setting up the shot list, setting up kind of like the the kind of plan of the day, I guess, the plan of attack of the day of shooting. I like to think that I'm a very lucky guy and I have uh, very good friends and, and good connections, I would say, back uh, home, back in Peru. And um, through connections, I was introduced to different people. I was able to actually interview uh, a couple of uh, DPs and uh, a really close friend of mine. He actually wrote the script for me and he gave it to me. It's like, hey, here's your first short film. Here you go, you know, go do it. Um, and that's how I got the story. So I went through the process of 
understanding the story myself, I mean, not understanding the story because the story is actually very personal, but actually um, the, the, the way that the story was being told, I had to analyze it and understand how I would be telling the story through, uh, you know, through the screen. So starting with with the the, the uh, screenplay, then I was introduced to the, the the DP, and then with the DP came the uh, um, uh, the the art director, and I was working long distance with uh, each one of them. I was telling them what I ambitioned. I looked through so many films and uh, I I forwarded so many samples of you know what I was ambitioning. Uh, in every sense, you know, color-wise and lighting and, uh, uh, you know, styles. And they were picking up, you know, my my ideas pretty well. So that's how everything came along. Can you can you uh, divulge uh, the, the, the films that you were watching as, as your muses, I guess, for the film? Well, see, the thing is that I don't have muses. So I watch what I feel like will, I will connect with. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's true. Well, were we, like, were we I, telling I, the we were we telling your team the like what your what, what what films you're watching that that you like that wasn't that to set up your day? Like I was just curious. I I, I cannot go to actual film film, but uh, I love the 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 work of uh, Ryan Murphy and the way that he plays with the colors. Okay. And 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 the you know the art design and that translate to this Mexican director is called Manolo Caro. He's got, uh, you know, a few really, really good productions, uh, uh, I guess I would say for Netflix. So there were like really good references of what I wanted to see. Um, a lot of Spanish uh, films, you know, on on the style for, uh, for the acting. Um, that was also my reference. I like to refer to Almodovar a lot. I mean, it's a difficult uh, uh, style, you know, to... To, to reach, but I guess those were my inspiration mainly. So uh, the film is based in the night, it's, it's all the, the entire films in the, at night at night. So in terms of lighting and, and kind of like, you're going to talk about Ryan Murphy, well, it's not going to be a colorful film, right? Because it's it's basically, it's about, it's a movie about death and it's a movie mm -hmm. that's based at nighttime, right? So were you worried about like, kind of like getting, the, like, cause you got you got shots in the hospital, got shot in the bedroom, got a shot in the car, all kind of like dim lighting. What was the what was the the, the preparation with the the cinematographer and making sure that that everything was kind of effective in terms of like it's like not too dark, not too light. I guess there's a certain balance. I guess I was always referring to to the colors. You know, it's like yeah. I I would love to see a lot of blues right here. You know, I would like some. You know, some, gotcha. some that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that was my best reference. I mean, I didn't speak the the the, the film language, so yeah. it was very challenging, very, very challenging. The very first day uh, that we're going to start filming, I'm like, Jair is the name of a DP. And I'm like, Jair, dude, you tell me what I have to do. It's like, dude, just do your thing, <laughs> you know, do what you what you know how to do let me take care of um you know of the rest of the camera and everything else so i basically concentrated on my actors and and um and he knew what i wanted shot wise you know and he gave me alternatives and i would look at it on the monitor and uh, then we would agree so yeah 
So the the hospital scene, I noticed that it's really just there's like two key su sequences that they're there it's one shot, right? Like a, you're on a study cam and and every other scenes, every other sequence is like they're you're moving the camera, you're kind of doing different cuts, but that those are just kind of like one continuous shot, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, when he meets with uh, Paula, the sister, yeah, right? The sister, yeah. Yes. Both, well, scenes, both scenes are both one shot. There's two scenes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, because they, he goes back on on the different loops, you know, yeah. uh, it stops at a certain point. But um, yes, uh, it was in one shot and it was challenging for him. And I, I was feeling bad for him. But I wanted the camera to be in between them. I wanted the camera to dance with them. I, I was telling him at all times that I just want the camera to be just another character, somebody else in the room. You know, throughout, I don't know if it is no, noticeable, but I wanted to accomplish the fact that the camera would never be ahead of the decisions that he would make, mm -hmm. but, you know, it would follow him as he makes the decisions because that is important throughout the different loops. He learns something else and he moves forward on his decision-making process. So I wanted the camera to accomplish that. There is some some shots that the camera is, you know, it just cuts and goes to the, but I yeah. try not to use as many of those mainly because of that. So in that particular one, because there had been something between uh, Fausto and Paula, brother and sister that had been keeping them apart for so many years, I just wanted something to be in between them. Like, you know, this thing yeah. that just dances around them, you know, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting scene. Well, I've always said that, like, uh, there when when it comes to estrangement with family, it's like de either death or a wedding, and that's what brings that's what brings people's family together, right? Like, it's got to be one or the other, like a, a big celebration, like a marriage, or someone dies. I guess. <laughs> yes, and it sets the tone for the film. I guess. I mean, this story. Um, as 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 well as my as my feature film, they I start telling these stories because of the death of my of my father and a difficult situation that we had on on the on the last I guess 15 years of his life. Uh, our relationship wasn't the best. And I was, I guess I was feeling like I was living a a a life trying to to make him feel proud of me. And when he passes, I feel like I was relieved and released of this enormous, I don't know, shadow that just wouldn't let me move forward, you know? So this particular one, I mean, it had to, I mean, it, yeah, it is around death, but yeah. it is because, because um, that's what, I mean, that's what inspired the whole thing, you know. Yeah, well, that's yeah, because it's, it's you could you can kind of sense it that there's a person the way even the way it's shot, the way the characters are that there there's there's a personal element uh, to this film. So yeah, so thank you for for sharing that. It's just that, but it's almost like you're you you just described like sorry if I'm mixing your words, but it seems like you're you're sad and relieved at the same time. I was exactly that. Sad yeah. and relieved at the same time, yes. Which is a very common, you know, honest emotion, right? When someone passes it, away sometimes. Well, I mean, it is a complicated. I was very surprised that I felt that way, uh, you know, in real life when that happened. 
But in this case, for this particular character, that's why uh, it is, and it can be a little bit confusing for some people. It's like, so was this a dream? I mean, what was happening yeah. with him, you know? And it's like, it's really whatever you want it to be. You know, it's a, it's a sci-fi phenomenon that, you know, it just keeps waking up, uh, you know, on the same point of a uh, moment of his life. Uh, it is a dream. It is a, it's a, it's wishful dreaming or thinking, whatever you want to call it. It is what you want to be, you know? Well, it's interesting because it's, because uh, maybe I'm projecting too much of myself into this, but it's sort of like, he's going to lose, he loses no matter what. Like, it seems like no matter what happens, he, he goes to see his dad uh, at his deathbed or he doesn't. It's like it's 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 like a it, they're both bad decisions. Right. <laughs> that That's how I interpret it. Going or not going. Yeah. Uh, yes. But he actually goes. I mean, which is the most. No, I understand. You know? Yeah. But basically. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he loses the dad, but. uh but he accomplishes uh, forgiveness and acceptance for himself, and uh, and re, uh, uh, he reunites with the sister, with the family, you know. So he does accomplish his things as he goes, as he moves forward. Yeah. So I mean, he loses the dad, but that's the inevitable thing in the story. You know? No, that's yeah, that's the point. But it's more about like when, how, like how soon does he? Because the the boy, the boyfriend or the husband tells him, and then. It's like you you have to make a stop decision. It's like you, you're you're gonna go or you're gonna basically hum and haw about it, I guess, right? And you're gonna be like, it's just like so you so that's sort of like what the decision is in the moment. And it's like, like what do you do, right? What do you do when you're put in that position? Where is this like? Is this very personal? Is this did this happen to you or was it? This is kind of dramatized a little bit. Um, no, it did not happen to me. Uh, it was. Uh... Uh, it was just part of the story and it was part of, I mean, I've been asked why, you know, why the loop? And I think it just, it helps uh, reset the character to give him another opportunity and, and for the plot to advance towards, um, you know, accomplishing the end of the film. I mean, I think it's uh, it's a nice resource to tell a story that could actually last an hour and a half in 15 minutes, you know, just like resetting and going back. He makes a new decision and on the new, uh, the the next time that he wakes up, yeah. he has learned something from the previous one. So we just already set him up, you know, one step forward. So if only, if um, only life worked that way, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> if it if it only would, yeah, I would. Well, maybe it does for you. Who knows, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but one thing that it does work. Um, I mean, it, it worked for me during that difficult time was that um, you just um, you just pull pull yourself away from all these difficult situations and thoughts, you know, which is what he does throughout these loops. It's not that like he just he falls in love all of uh, um, he falls asleep all of a sudden. I mean, he's like he re retracts, he pulls himself away from whatever situation is happening, and then boom, we go back, mm -hmm. you know, to him waking up. So. so you you should you were saying that you shot this uh, in Peru. That's what it says on the on Film Freeway. That so it's a, yes. you're, you're you're from the states, but you shot this in Peru. I was actually born and raised in 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 Peru, but I mean, I sorry, you I meant that you live in the United States now. But yeah, that's your home country. 
Yeah, I've been here for 30 years and I I guess I, I want to think that this project started here because it started on on a conversation here in Austin and uh, I prepped everything in in you know it being in Austin and then I went down and I and I shot him there, shot it um, uh, down in Peru. The actors are all Peruvians. I'm very proud because a couple of them did not speak uh, English or they had never actually um, performed in English before. The main character and the sister, they never perform in English before. So that was a good accomplishment as well. And where I wanted you, to... Where did you find them? I, uh, well, they are pretty well-known um, actors uh, in Peru, actually. But I did want to do a, um, I did a casting call. I just didn't find what I was looking for. So I had them already mapped out in my head for other projects that, because um, I've seen them work before. So I reached out for, uh, to them uh, when I had very little time. And I was like, okay, so I would like, you know, for you to be part of this film. And they agreed. It was difficult times because it was the end of the year. It was the holidays. They were out of the country. And, uh, you know, like going back, we basically had a couple of days to meet, to talk about the characters, to get into uh you know, into the feel of what the film was going to be. And so it's uh, Sebastian. Uh, well, actually, the, the other guy's name is Sebastian, uh, too. But Sebastian both Rubio, yes. Who is your lead actor? Uh, how did you like his? He's He's got a pretty big following. If you like. Uh, if you Which one of them? Sebastian Rubio or the um, or Steeman? Uh, Sebastian Rubio. Uh, just, okay, yeah, the main character. Yes. Yeah, 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 your lead. He's got a huge following on 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 social media, and he's a pretty yeah, like you said, he's a pretty established actor. So what what motivated him? Do you think that to make this film to work with a first time director? Uh, I'm just curious. Like, what was his motivation? Do you think to make to do the film? Well, he liked the story, um, and then I explained the project, and I explained the the reasons why. I had started um, uh, working on 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 this project and and what I wanted to do with it. So I guess um, uh, he was motivated by that. The fact that it was going to be in English. Uh, I remember he was in Puerto Rico when I reached out to him, and uh, he actually sent me a uh, a video audition, a self tape, and I just wanted to hear his English, you know, and yeah. it had this strong accent and I was like, yes, that's what I want. Because I, I wanted the character to be as bald as him, you know, like, and and I think I think the strong accent was helping for the character to be that way. I don't well, know. He did a shout out to our festival on, on his Instagram. So I appreciated that. So yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's yeah, because he he's he he seems to really, really uh love this film, love loves being a part of it. So you must have done something right. <laughs> I think I did something right and I I treated them well. I tried to do something that I am very proud of. I tried not to uh, waste uh to do it like for the catering. I hired a catering company that will only use like like um you know like china things like that so it wouldn't be it was cheap in peru to do it that way so we wouldn't uh uh, uh you know do any contamination and it was great because they had great meals in peru we just love to eat so 
they had great, great meals and we had a great time doing the film. It was all overnight. So it was also very challenging to yeah. keep everybody motivated. And and uh, I guess I try to spoil everybody. So, so quick seg segue question. If I'm in Peru, what, what, what would you recommend that I eat? Ceviche for sure. I'm writing <laughs> this down. What, 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 sorry, say that again. Ceviche. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, uh, fish ceviche would be the uh, the main dish. Anything Thank else? You. Any other in the meat uh, in, the, in the meat category? Well, I mean, we have three thousand varieties of potatoes, you know. So three thousand. Yes. So you're gonna find uh, potatoes uh, galore. Uh, dishes made is of. That, is that one of the varieties? The potato galore. That's not one of them. No. <laughs> No, you got it's 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 we have so many, you know, because we have like different regions with different climates. So um it's very we have the coast and then we have the mountains and yeah. we have the jungles. So I mean it's so varied, you know. Is how is the in a general question, how is the film industry in Peru? Are they making you're <laughs> making your own films? I'm sure I'm I know you're getting I'm assuming you're getting films from other parts of the world but the, the, the there's there being is there a film community in peru there is a film community in peru i think most of the films that so there's like two different i guess types of films you know some films that will go the festival routes um and then there's some commercial films commercial films usually stay within the country or uh, they tour around uh, uh, Latin America. You know, they screen in like Colombia, uh, Chile and um, uh, Mexico. And then they go on streaming in South America as well. You know, like Netflix, South America and and, and those platforms. Uh, I mean, I guess there is a market and it's growing, but it is difficult. You know, I mean, it, it's a uh, it's, uh, struggling country already. So it's not easy to make film. Well, yeah, it, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a, it's, there's, there's a lot of proper 32 million people. It's a small, it's a small little, uh, country. There's 32 million people and it's the, obviously he's experiencing some, some, uh, some poverty, I guess. Right. But it's developing. You're, you're part of the world. You're part of the, you know, part of the United Nations. And it seems like you're, you're, it's the, 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 the country in a general sense is, is is progressing i guess is that a fair it assessment is progressing we probably have i mean regardless we probably have one of the the, the strongest economies and and growing economies in latin america yeah, but that's what they I say mean, yeah yeah that doesn't necessarily mean that it's you know it's doing amazing so it, it, it's a continuous struggle you know but people is it, it is it is growing yes i i would say keep an eye on on films coming out of peru i mean my feature it should film between the united states and peru this that the story of my feature film it actually happens in between california and and lima and a beach in the north side of peru so i'm hoping to be able to you know to deliver and and shoot in both places so are you ready you ready to make your feature i uh I am not ready. I'm on the development stage right now. No, I mean, and but I, are you emotionally ready? Like, are you like, you think you got, you think you got, you got this one out of the belt under the, you got the experience under your belt and you're ready to, to direct a feature film? No, but I am confident that I can do it. And I am hopeful that I will do another short film on the second half of this year 
I want to produce okay. and direct another one here in Austin. Um, so with an Austin crew, I've been, I mean, I've been attending the Austin Film Festival for a couple of years and I've met amazing people. Well, we know that the Austin film scene is pretty prosperous. It's like top five in the United States. So yeah, especially the from film there, festival. right? It's an amazing festival to attend, especially for writers. Uh, and I'm prepping to go to South by Southwest uh, next uh, next week. So uh, this is all for networking. So I am hopeful that you know I'll be able to gather a group, uh, a good group of people to be able to pull something together. Well, I, I have to. I do talk to to a lot of people from from uh, Austin. I really do. Like maybe two or three times a month at least. There's wow, awesome. out of uh, Austin. So I just yeah. talked to a to a uh, a couple uh, um, news people. They made they they're he's a he's an anchor man in Austin, and he made a movie about called Babette about a Babette. The, yeah, ba Barbette, right? Yes. Yeah, Barbette. Yeah. I have. It, it was funny because we have uh, uh, a few friends in common, and and I I a friend of ours. I would say you know they saw that both had actually had some um uh recognition on 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 the uh lgbtq plus um uh toronto field festival and uh and both films were from austin and yeah. like hey you guys should connect and it was like so we met online we haven't been able to meet in person oh yet. really oh so you okay that's i i don't know i just threw that out there that's so that's so amazing yeah so we have connected, yes. He's the guy, he's the anchor guy, right? He does the anchor. Yeah, he is the anchor guy the Austin or something. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and then his producer did him and his producer made the, the documentary about Barbette. It's uh it's a pretty great documentary. I was I really enjoyed it. It's like uh and they were they were like they were they they're branching out from uh and they want to make a feature as well. So basically, so yeah, you guys have lots to talk about. Right. Yes, for sure. I mean I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to meet in person anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So small world. Yeah. It's the, that's small world. Right. But no, listen, like, yeah, that, but Austin's got a pretty fantastic film crew. There's some really great crews and uh, that it's good that you're going to, you're going to branch out. You're going to, you got the Peru film, the film team, and then you got the Austin film team. And then it, yeah, I think, yeah, do one more short and then, then you'll be ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I, I, uh, I am trying to stay away from theater because it just takes all the time of the world to do. I love it, but I I want to keep telling stories on the screen. You know, I think it's exciting and it's just it's very powerful. Yeah. It's incredibly powerful because you're using all the re like music and like in then the performance and then the 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 cinematography. And I guess just like the amount of detail that you are uh, able to deliver through the screen. Yeah. Just you know, that's the only thing it doesn't it doesn't compare with theater. I mean, theater gives you a direct connection and an immediate response from the audience, yeah. which is also insanely beautiful. But this is why I'm trying to tell these stories through film. You know, it's there forever too, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you're on your way. What did you think about the the audience? Do we send the audience to you, the the Toronto audience? What do you think they had to say about your film? They they really put a smile on my face because I wasn't expecting to hear all that feedback that was. This is when you realize that you did something right, you know, when they are talking about what you wanted to accomplish and and they saw it and they felt it and they appreciated it. 
this is when you realize that you're on the right path. So thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity and I'm very thankful. Yeah, no, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a really great film. It's like, it seems like, like what's the one thing you took away from the first directing experience that you, what was the biggest thing you learned, I guess? What's the biggest thing that you took away from the film that, okay, when I make my next feature, I'm, 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 I'm I've learned this, this element. Too many things, too many things. I have a huge list, but first and foremost, uh, sound is as important as everything else. And I was like, because I am so used to direct theater, I wanted to be like on set directing. And I, it was so hard for me to be away on the monitor. And uh, so I would take my headphones off all the time and I was like overlooking. So, I mean, more attention to that, I would say. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a great believer that you have to surround yourself of people that, uh, that know their skills very well and you need to understand and accept what your um you know your limitations are and uh that's why i think i i work very well as a, a, a in in a team and as a team leader because i allow for people to do their thing and and i ask questions and i like being asked questions as well but you know i think that's that's the most important thing I would say sound <laughs> to answer to your question. <laughs> well, on that note, why don't we, why don't you, uh, I would love to see your next film. Why don't we talk when uh, your next film is made? When, when is it going to be made? Oh, oh well, we it's not when it's made. Whenever it's the, when you're, when it's, when it's in the can, it's being distributed, send it my way. I'd love to see it. And then we'll, we can, we can do another interview about it. For sure. Thank you so much. I would love to. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Thank you so much. One, two, three, four, five.